Hi everyone, this is Jay and welcome to another episode of 50 Shades of Jay. Okay, so today's episode, um, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to call this like, actually I'm not sure what to call it, like maybe coming to the end or, uh, that's, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm doing this one a bit on the fly. I'm I'm due to have a, a talk with someone hopefully this week, which is definitely related to today's show. So this might be a bit of a build up to a conversation I'm going to have with someone. I might even release this later. I'm not sure, but um, it's definitely around coming to the end of something, or you could say maybe fulfilling a goal or like uh maybe i'll think of a name later but i'll just talk about what i've been thinking about and what has specifically come up for me lately um so the feeling i've had lately is that in some way um i wouldn't say i've come to the end or i'm coming to the end of my yoga practice but there's this sense of something feeling like it's been completed or yeah like coming to the end of something um and what what i realized and this was wasn't intentional this is something that just came up i had this feeling in my body and my yoga practice lately that i'd sort of I was looking at it in a different way, in a way that I don't think I've ever looked at it before. And the, and the way I can describe that is, you know when you're in the middle of something and whether it's a relationship or a specific job you're doing or a period of your life, but you have this sort of, I wouldn't call it tunnel vision, but you, you know, you're focused. You have a very sort of blinkered, um, awareness to something and the feeling I've had lately in in yoga and my yoga practice is that I'm looking at it from afar or even looking at it from the top down you know when you sort of come out of something and you see it from a different angle um, and the feeling I've got is that I'm seeing it I'm seeing it with greater awareness than I've ever done and that feels very different than, than the way it's been for many, many years. And I realized that this came about naturally. I thought about this, that what is it I set out to achieve with my yoga practice? It, what was it, what was my goal and what was I trying to get to or what, what was I trying to sort of work through or figure out and we could all probably say this if you look at things that you've done in your life even when things don't feel like they're going the right way or you're going for a difficult period or whether you're going for a good period you can generally look back and I can always look back through my life and think that actually I kind of did achieve what I set out to do if you kind of know what you want 
I think a lot about <laughs> a lot of life is about just knowing what you want, and then once you know what you want, it's easier. You can just kind of put into action what it is you want. But I've spoke about this before. But my my goal, really, if you want to call it a goal, in my yoga practice, was to know myself better. And I was asked this by someone, and and it was that I I sort of meditated on that for about a week. And I, and I was kind of really went into it deeply about what I wanted from this this journey, this yogic experience, asana, pranayama, meditation. You know, I've dedicated a large chunk of my life to to this endeavor, <laughs> and it was to know myself better. And that and in a way, that could be an endless thing, right? You can always learn things about yourself. So in a sense, you could practice yoga for the rest of your life with the intention to know yourself better, and that would be valid. Um, but what I realized for me is that the things I set out to achieve, I've, I've figured out. I kind of realized that the things I was digging for, the things I was trying to uncover, these truths about myself, my family, my fears, boundaries. Recently, that is, feels like that's come to a sort of, come to fruition. It's come to some sort of peak, like an apex. And again, this came about unintentionally, just sort of something that I, I felt and I realized that my drive for yoga is, is different now. I don't have the same focus because I don't need to, you know. And I don't mean this in an egotistical way, like I've got everything figured out, because I don't, and I don't mean it that way. It's more of a conversation around today to sort of, explore about why did you get into yoga what was it you were trying to do what is it you're trying to uncover or what is it you want and that's different for everybody yeah so some of us just want to feel less stress some of us want to learn how to breathe better and find a place of stillness and calmness in our life you know in a yoga shala or a studio is a good place to to find that Maybe you find a teacher that inspires you and, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, they, they've, they've, you know, they've gone deeply into this particular practice and I can learn something from them about spirituality, um, religion in some ways, or um, how to kind of be a better person, how to kind of know yourself better, how to kind of understand life in a different way and maybe see it in a more positive way. Um, enlightened way, you know, maybe to look at life in a more playful, softer way. And I think that different teachers inspire different things. And there are some of us, I think, that are purely in it for the physical, that maybe they have um, flexibility goals or strength goals, or maybe if you're practicing Ashtanga, for example, you know, you, you just want to get to the end of primary series, or you want to get to the end of intermediate series, or 
maybe getting doing the third series advance is like okay I've made it you know I got there that's that's what I set out to achieve and in some way that is potentially your goal you know is to kind of achieve a certain level of strength and flexibility or you know realize yourself at some point in the asana sequence that you've kind of made it or it gives you some sort of validity or um status and i think that whether some people are conscious of it or not that could be a part of why you're doing it and i think i've definitely probably toyed and played with all of the things i've just described in different ways and different aspects but I think if you're purely doing this for some sort of level of flexibility and strength, I don't think that's yoga. I think that that's some sort of physical movement practice. Um, it might feel good to be flexible and feel strong. And you could argue that bringing the body into some sort of sense of balance with strength and flexibility or, you know, um, bringing a sense of balance between each sides of the body can also bring about a certain sense of awareness or depth within ourselves. And that's definitely true. So I'm going to digress a little bit here and sort of go into a few different aspects of this because different to me, different types of yoga and different sequences and different teachers bring about a different sense of um, a different feeling in the body and they can also inspire a different intention and like I say my intention mostly pretty much has been this sense of knowing myself better and for me the Ashtanga system and the Mysore room was the best place to do that yeah and I think that can be different for different people and I realized that for many years that I've just been like I feel like an archaeologist, <laughs> you know, every day it feels like I'm digging. There's this sense of, it's hard, you know, it's a very physically hard, demanding, focused point of my day. It's quiet, I reflect. Mostly I practice on my own these days and, you know, there's a sense of going deeper. There's a sense of digging excavating searching seeking it it has this quality about it and like i said earlier that feels different now that need to dig and that need to like excavate and uncover things i realized that i don't have that same desire anymore because the feeling in my body and again this wasn't something i thought about previously was that I don't need to do that anymore. Is that the things I wanted to uncover have been uncovered. And the things I actually set out to sort of obtain or bring awareness to, or, or probably a better word, is to understand. I've, I've kind of realized those things. And it's taken many years of like very dedicated, hard, <laughs> focused, you know, I changed my whole life to to focus on this. You know, I changed my job where I lived, my friends, members of my family. There's a, there's there's been a bunch of things I've changed to 
go deeper into my body and the Ashtanga system and spirituality and religion and different aspects of Buddhism and whatnot to sort of learn more about myself. And I've done that with full focus. Like I've changed my whole life to do that. And it, and it worked. <laughs> it definitely worked. The journey has been very difficult and at times like frightening and scary and invigorating and enlightening and rewarding and a whole plethora of emotions to kind of get to these layers of myself that, you know, a lot of the times you're not really sure what you're doing. You know, you're just trusting a system or a teacher or an environment to sort of take you where your intuition sort of feels that you need to go. And, you know, along that journey, there's been good choices, bad choices, a mixture of different things that have taken me down a different road to discover myself. And it really is like a journey of self-discovery. But like I say, the feeling at the moment is that that's not the same. And I don't, I don't need to do that in the same way because the things I set out to uncover realize or understand I have and that hasn't always come from yoga that's come from many different things but the yoga practice I feel has acted as a bit of a compass a sort of a guide of where to turn where to choose who to talk to what country to move to which relationship to be in and out of that's been sort of a bit my compass as to the path you know which roads to go down to so that potentially I make better choices to discover the truths about myself and remove these delusional aspects of reality. And this is, I haven't felt this before. This is a new feeling and it's making me think about my yoga practice and other aspects of what I do in my life very differently because Let's say, for example, I continue with asana and astanga and all these different aspects of physical practice of yoga. For me, the intention has to be there and it has to have the right intention. Otherwise, you know, kind of what's the point of doing it in a way? Do, do you continue with a physical asana practice or an astanga practice because you want to be more flexible or you want to be stronger or... You want to do that particular move. You want to learn how to do that particular movement. And that's all interesting. It's interesting to learn new movements and feel stronger in ways you haven't done or open the body up in ways that you haven't opened it up before. But my experience is that that necessarily doesn't mean that you will know yourself better. You might learn something new about the way you can move your body. But if your intention is just to be more flexible or strong, you can do any practice really and do that. You know, you could do gymnastics or dance or lots of different movement practices that could be potentially more fun. <laughs> Astanga yoga is quite hard. For me, I don't know what it's like for other people, but, you know, if you go to a vinyasa class and someone's playing music and you know, you, you're doing some little bit here, a little bit there, and it's a bit interesting and a bit fun, but you don't push too much. And maybe you feel good. That's a good, fun feeling and, and you know, gives you energy. But 
what I've been doing in, in my yoga practice and the Astanga system is, is not really that. It's, it's not really been an intention of, to do something fun or like in a way I haven't got, I don't get up in the morning and do it because I kind of want to feel good either. It's not, that's not the intention. It's to, again, it's to dig. It's digging, unearthing, um, rooting around, excavating, you know, it's sort of searching. And, and again, I don't feel like that anymore. I don't feel that need anymore. And that feels intuitively there. It feels like an intuitive thing to say, yeah, I don't have that same feeling actually. So why do it? Why would you continue with that? What's the motivation and what's your intention? Is it is it habit? You know, being mindful, practicing in this sort of focused space where things are quiet brings a lot of positive things. Focus, awareness, a sense of peace. It's very good for the mind. It's very good for the body. Um, and it can be creative. It can bring up intuitive things that can lead us to positive things in our lives. And I'm sure continuing yoga and Ashtanga yoga is, is, will continue to do that. But for me, I don't think that's enough. Like that, that's good to do that. And I'm sure I will continue to do that. And that's gonna feel good to do that. But that rummaging, that rooting around, that excavating, that searching, it, I think everything in life can, cannot be forever. Relationships come and go, practices come and go, hobbies come and go, places you live, houses you, homes you live in, work that you do, jobs you have, nothing lasts forever. And, and that's all right, it's good. And it's knowing whether, it's knowing when something has served its purpose. Like when I did, when I was in the period of my life where I was fighting a lot, you know, doing fighting practices, competitive practices, learning how to fight, learning how to defend myself, learning that, that, that kind of confidence in myself and my body, that was a stepping stone. You know, that was a period where I had a need and a drive for that in my life. That was something that helped me overcome some fears and insecurities and um, gave me a lot of strength and built my character in a, in a very strong way. And that is great. I, I, I would say I needed that. I would say that I was searching for that. And intuitively, I wanted to have that in my life. And the same with my yoga practice, this digging, this unearthing, it, you know, I've talked about aspects of this, but really it was to understand myself. And I thought about this, you know, this word enlightenment, yeah. If when people just, I've just, you know, different aspects of religion and certain texts and certain people can talk about this feeling of enlightenment. And I asked someone this many years ago who I really respect and someone who's got a very advanced yoga practice, you could say. Um, whether you think that someone can be enlightened in the sense that we think of Buddha and people like that. And their answer was no, and that they tried, and, and, <laughs> and for many years. And I, I think I agree. I think we can find a space in our lives where you feel bliss and a sense of love for many things outside of yourself. And I've had periods of my life feeling like that. Um, but... I'm not sure if that's something you really want to 
attain anyway. But you can feel um, that you understand things more clearly and that your understanding of yourself is, is greater. And in a way, I could think of that as some sort of sense of enlightenment that you really know yourself, yeah? You know what drives you and you know what makes you tick. You know what you're scared of and you're honest with yourself about what those things are. You know why you're in some relationships and you know why you're not. You know why you're doing the kind of job you do and you know why you don't. You know why you're in contact with some people and you know why you're not. And you're all right with that. You've accepted and you understand the choices that you make in your life. And you have an awareness and an understanding of what drives those things. To me, this is the kind of goal of it. Yeah, this has been the goal of my uh, practices, these kind of spiritual practices, you could say, is to understand what drives you. And you know why you're doing something as opposed to not doing something else, rather than blindly doing something, wondering why you ended up somewhere, and then kind of blaming other people for it. <laughs> and then you're in this sort of perpetual loop of feeling like a victim, and it's other people's fault when reality is that, and I believe in this, is complete self-responsibility. No one forces you or me or anyone to do anything. And if they do, it's your choice whether to let that happen or not. And this is real, really a real sense of um, strength can come from, is you're not a victim to anything. You're, you can choose to be or, or not be in whatever environment you want and you're in control of your life. And if you feel like you're not, then that's also a delusion, you know? Because I've heard people talk and I think some people don't really wanna know the truth about themselves or the lives that they lead. They actually want to live in a state of delusion because they have some type of goal and their goal isn't truth. Their goal isn't to fully understand who they are and what they want. Their goal is to obtain something. And that could be a job or money or a type of relationship or something. And they will tell themselves whatever it is they need to hear to obtain that thing. And that might get them the thing that they want. And they might feel good about that. It might feel good to get the thing that you want but you're deluding yourself along the way. You might lie to yourself about your who you are. You might lie to yourself about the relationship you have with someone. You might lie to yourself about what you're good at and what you're not good at to obtain something. And that, and that could potentially give you a sense of power or control, but it might not be reality. It might not be the truth and I don't know what it is like for everybody, but my focus was to know the truth, you know, whatever it was, whether I liked it or not, whether, whether it gave me the thing that I thought I wanted or the job I wanted or the, the salary I wanted or even the friends I had, if it meant, it didn't matter what it cost to me. It, it, I could have lost everything and gained nothing but the goal was to know the truth about myself 
and actually I lost a lot. I lost, uh, I mean, maybe lost isn't the right word, but at, at a couple of points in my life, it felt like I lost everything. And this is probably a cliche, but a lot of stories I read around people on that kind of spiritual path, that sort of sense of trying to discover who you are. Generally in those stories, there was a, a period where the practitioner or the seeker or whatever you want to call them kind of lost everything. And, and that's sort of what it felt like for me. There was a really scary part where I, yeah, family, friends, work, money, stability, home. There was a point where it all reached a critical mass and it was frightening. It was frightening to sort of not really know who you are. It was frightening to not have some sort of identity to kind of stick to. Um, whether that's like a, a, a job title or a role in society that you think gives you value or a group of friends or members of your family that can kind of give you that sort of stability. And there was a period where that, that had disappeared. And it wasn't because of an accident. It didn't just happen to me. It's because I was in some way choosing that, yeah? Because to sort of go into who I really was and to understand who I really was and what my fears were, I was not always consciously choosing to go into that. It was a focused thing. And at the end of it, which it kind of feels a bit like that at the moment, I kind of, I kind of know who I am. I kind of know. I know what I, I know what I was scared of. I know what my kind of deepest, darkest fears were, and I kind of feel like I've set out to achieve what I wanted and to get out of my yoga practice what I set out to get out, to get from it. And again, I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. It's just there was definitely a bunch of truths I needed to know about myself to sort of cleanse myself, to sort of really know what was driving me. And that was around my family, my mum, my dad, my brother, and, and their history, what was driving them, what drove them in their lives, what, what happened with them and their, and their parents that was sort of passed down. And I think that's what happens. And I think until we really understand what drove our parents to be the way they were, which then drove them to parent you the way you are, to really understand that is enlightening. And maybe that isn't the right word, but you will understand a lot about who you are and what makes you tick, what drives you. And what I see mostly on the yoga mat especially obviously with Ashtanga, is people looking for something, you know? They're trying to figure something out. They're digging, they're searching, they're, you know, Ashtanga is a hard practice. It's a very difficult thing to do, to go into your body and consciousness every day or six days a week or however many times you do it, and to dig and to unearth and sort of pull this up. It's almost like... I think I heard a teacher describe it like this. Um, 
a story from the Gita, or it might be a new Panishads, I can't remember, this sort of, like you're drilling into the ground and all this mud is coming up, all this like dirty water is being excavated, almost like you're digging for oil and then it just, all this sludge and shit comes up. And all this, um, this heavy, dark stuff, I've heard people describe Ashtanga as heavy, you know, and it is because if you're rummaging around into your conscious and subconscious and all this shit's coming up, all this heavy, dark stuff that's just there, not everyone wants to go into that, you know, maybe life can feel a bit easier not to, maybe you want to go to a studio or do some kind of practice that, that doesn't go into that, and that's cool, but I don't think you'll really know yourself in the same way, and I don't mean that in a kind of judgmental way, it's just some things go deeper, it's just some things are more superficial than others and some practices are more superficial than others and some things go deeper some things get to the core of something some things get to the root of a problem or some things go into who you are at a deeper level and that is not for everyone but it was for me it was a need to do that and like I say, now I feel like I look at what I'm doing from this sort of top-down view of, okay, right, yeah, I see that. Okay, this that's clearer. Okay, yeah, I don't have that need to rummage around and dig so much. It's sort of, I see things sort of clearly. And, that, and I think that can be a different process for everyone, you know, and I don't think you necessarily need to do Ashtanga Yoga to get to that point. And maybe even trying to get to that point is not really a realistic goal. It's just the journey, right? It's the journey of self-discovery. But um, it also made me think that it's, it's very clear to me that how flexible and strong you are really has kind of got fuck all to do with how deep a spiritual practice you have. Um, and we can kind of label some things. We might think that because someone has uh, a symmetry between forward movement and backward movement or different sides of their body that in some way they've reached some sort of level of practice in yoga that makes them advanced or something. But I've met plenty of people that are strong and flexible who I would say are emotionally and energetically completely blocked. You know, I mean... I'm not really sure what people like that are really doing in yoga or what they really set out to achieve. Maybe maybe they really just want to be flexible and strong and they're able to sort of repeat things from some books and their memory's good at, at that. And that gives them sort of some sense of status or, you know, they're seen to be advanced practitioners in some way because they remember a lot of things or their leg can go in a certain place, but as a person, as an individual, as a, as a being, do they really understand themselves at a deep level? Probably not. Some people I've met like that is totally not true. And it's actually interesting, especially for beginners, if you're a beginner to yoga and this sort of world, it's, and this was the same when I did fighting, it's easy to look at someone who's very proficient, what you you see to be proficient at something, and think that they know a lot about something. And that can be true. You know, someone might have reached a certain level of body movement that they can 
describe to you how to do something. But it doesn't mean that they've reached a certain level of depth in themselves or their yoga practice, which I would say where they really understand themselves. Uh, to me, that's what I'm looking for. When I meet someone who I would sort of say, hey, I could learn something from this person. To me, there has to sort of be a sense of depth within themselves where they've removed energetic or certain blockages where you can see there's an openness to them. There's an openness to who they are as a person and you can see that they've explored that aspect of themselves. To me, that's what, what I would be looking for. And that's not always easy to see in the beginning because some people can be very charismatic. And again, you know, maybe their Instagram is good or maybe they know how to kind of move in a certain way that makes you think that they've sort of advanced in some way. But really, if, if a practitioner has the intention of just having some sort of status or, you know, maybe it's financial or, again, flexibility or strength, that can, can be a false impression. Someone else said this, and it's true, you know, any monkey can be in a room and tell you to put your leg somewhere or shoulder here or there. It doesn't really take much skill or depth of practice and knowledge to do that. Some people are definitely better at others than at teaching um, holistic ways to open the body and the mind. And I've talked about a lot about this on podcasts. There's, there's some excellent teachers out there who understand the emotional and nervous system side of opening the body and can see people on an individual basis on how to do that. And that is a skill. That is definitely a skill. And someone who has a really great awareness of seeing other people, you know, they're able to see other people at a deep level and see what's kind of right for them in an intuitive way. And that is a, it takes many different skill sets to be able to do that. And especially in the one of being able to see people at an individual level. But, but depth of practice on a personal level, because to me, yoga is not something that is one dimensional. It's not just that's something you do in, in a room that's physical and then you don't, then you stop doing that outside of that. This should be something that permeates your whole existence, yeah? Whether it's money, um, like ethically how you choose to live, yeah? And no one's perfect, but it should permeate your life across the board. And when you're opening these things, these channels, these blockages, it should permeate your whole life. It should choose, help you choose to make better decisions and not just advance in one particular aspect of your life. But So I guess what today's topic could be about is like what's driving you? What, what is driving you to kind of do yoga? What's driving you to... What are you looking for? What is it you want from it? Because it might help us understand like why we choose some things to do. And like I say, there's lots of different aspects to yoga that, especially nowadays, because it's really become a bit more of a wellness thing, you know, and, and, and that's all right. You know, maybe, you, you know, you want to be a bit more flexible 
like I say, you, you're breathing, you want to get more in connection with the way you breathe, um, open the body, find a, a nice place that's kind of relaxing and calm. And these have massive benefits in society. Um, different teachers will help you in different aspects of yoga. Or maybe you're more into the academic philosophical side of it and going into these different texts and myths and metaphors can help you understand life in a different way and that has a great power and advantage too. But it's also good to know when to let something go, to let go of something. And I, I always think that some things are stepping stones and... Some practices will take us to a certain point in our life and maybe it can't take it anymore. And I think it's kind of um, illogical to think that you can do one practice your whole life probably for, and it have the same um, feedback or give you the same thing and that will change over time. But for me, it's kind of not enough. It, there needs to be a deeper meaning to it. There needs to be a different, a deeper intention for it, for it to have the same drive because I need that in my own practice. I need that in my own endeavors is, is these stepping stones to go deeper and potentially some things can run their course and maybe can give you that thing that you were looking for um, but I think as a practice, you know, yoga and breath work and pranayama will benefit you your whole life. And I'm sure that that will change as you get older in terms of what you're physically able to do and maybe moves more, moves more into a, moves more and more and more into a seated meditation practice. But That's kind of mostly what I wanted to talk about today was what drives us and um, these stepping stones. Sometimes it's not always easy to stop doing something, especially if we've identified with it a lot. You know, maybe our identity is wrapped up into the, in the thing that we do. And our whole financial system and everything else is built into that thing that we do. And then it's hard to even think about letting go of that or trying something different. So it's why I've always tried not to identify too much with what I do because it's always harder to leave something when you do that. So I think I might leave it there. Okay, ciao.